0: The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 non-stop destination for A's Baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply.
1: This is the Legendary Moments pregame show, brought to you by Budweiser. And a drive deep left field, way
2: back, way back, and
1: there she goes! Budweiser. Legendary Lager for legendary moments in athletics history. Please drink responsibly.
0: That's right, it is time for the legendary moments pre-game show. We've done the 72 World Series, the 73 World Series, and now we're on to the 1974 World Series, the Los Angeles Dodgers against the Oakland Athletics. Of course, Ken Korak is with me. And a special treat, a guy who played in this game, Hit seventh behind the dish, the great Ray Fossey, the face of the franchise. Ray, welcome to the pregame show.
3: Hey, it's nice to be on with you guys. And, you know, we, we've got Ken Korak, so since Vin Scully did the game, we've got Vinny actually doing the pregame show. And so this is going to be fun.
1: Well, yeah, actually, you know, Ray, we – No,
3: wish no, Vinny no, come run. on, now you got to give, give
1: your well, Vinny – I don't story. know. I mean, he's – first of all, uh, yeah. we came down for the Dodgers today, as you know, Ray, and yeah. you, Chris knows too, that Vinny fell apparently at his home. Yeah. And he's been. He was taken to a hospital down in LA. They say he's resting comfortably. So, obviously, we, we wish Vinny all the best down there.
3: Absolutely, no, absolutely, a legend for sure. We all we all aspire to be just like Vin Scully for sure.
0: Yeah. Y- you know where how how you? you? How are you, Tony? I- I'm doing well, and I want you to take us back to 1974. You've won two straight World Series. And it sounded like the Dodgers were popping off about your guys' team and gave you a little bulletin board material going into your third straight World Series.
3: Well, we were upset uh, just the fact that when we flew in Los Angeles, we saw their plane that said Los Angeles Dodgers. That was enough to get us upset even before the World Series began. But uh, unfortunately, I was not on the list that they said only three could play on the Dodgers team. So I wasn't on that list, but I was happy to be when the green and gold to be able to beat the Dodgers in five games. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of things that transpired uh, even in 73 when I played that I was not aware of. And in 74, all I knew is that we wanted to beat the Dodgers. And fortunately, we did it in five games.
1: Well, plus you had had yourself deprecating. But as the A's beat the Orioles in four games in the ALCS, you had a good series. You had a huge game in game two, Ray.
3: Well, it was, and thanks to Grant Jackson, who uh, I was able to hit the three-run home run. But, you know, even going back in the summertime, I'll I'll be honest with you guys because um, I broke up a fight and I missed a a huge portion of the middle part of the season. And uh, I remember Bobby Winkles, the late Bobby Winkles, and, uh, you know, unfortunately he was – we lost him just recently as well. But there there was a question even whether I was going to participate in the postseason because I had come back from a – uh, a neck injury. I had a six-seven vertebrae that was shattered. Dr. Charles Wilson, UCSF uh, Medical Center, uh, took the particles out, and I came back eventually and was able to play. So it was one of those seasons, just to be happy to be on the postseason roster, but then to have the game that I had in Game Two, like you mentioned, we we lost the first game to the Orioles in a five-game League Championship Series, won the Game Two in Oakland, then won the two also in Baltimore to go to Los Angeles play the Dodgers, but. Uh, It was nice to have hit that home run and then hit one later in the World Series. But uh, considering – and, and, you know, too, a funny story, funny in a sense that Alvin Dark, the manager, told Gene Tennis and me to both take infield behind the plate. And I said, what's the deal? And he says, I don't know who's going to start catching, who's going to be the starting catcher. And as it turned out, it was me. And I made the huge mistake in the uh, press conference after the game in which I'd hit the three-run home run off Grant Jackson – Charlie Finley walked in the press conference area. We were between the arena and the Coliseum. And he says, that's my catcher. And I stupidly said, well, then why didn't you want to catch me? And I went, oh, gosh, why would I say something stupid like that? But it was just just being part of the Oakland A's during that time. But uh, we we were fortunate to win the game, too, and then go on to beat the Orioles and all low-scoring games. And I think that's the one thing that set the A's apart in 74, especially in postseason, to be able to win the games with great pitching and defense. And fans are going to be able to see in this game one that we're going to show some great defense, great pitching, low-scoring game, but as it turns out, it was the defense and the pitching by the Athletics that helped them win the games in or beat the Dodgers in five games.
1: Yeah, in the Orioles series, you mentioned you guys lost the first game, but then you allowed one run in the next three games combined. Yeah, it it was amazing. The pitching
3: staff, and that was the year following the season in which the 320-game winners, but Catfish was the Cy Young Award winner in in 1974. and You know, Catfish won game four, and as a result, he did not start game one of the World Series. But Catfish Hunter, as I've always said, he was the guy that I would always give the baseball to, and not to disparage any of the pitchers that I caught in Gaylord Perry, Sam McDowell, Vida, Blue Moon. I mean, a lot of great pitchers that I caught – but it was something about Catfish Hunter that we as a team felt that if Catfish got the ball at an important game, we had a chance to win. And as it turned
0: out, that it's exactly what happened. You talked about breaking up a fight during the regular season. So I got to think <laughs> it's the World Series now. We're all going to play nice. No one's <laughs> fighting. We're going to you're going to be fighting the Dodgers. Not What the heck is going on?
3: Well, that's what the equipment, the clubhouse manager said. He said, I've been in baseball my whole life, and I've never seen anything like this. I was in the middle of the clubhouse. My locker was on one side. There were tables in the middle for food, I guess, where you could eat. And on the other side of the tables, the other side of the clubhouse, I hear this thing happening between John Blue and Odom and Raleigh Fingers. And all of a sudden, I see this tra- shopping cart in the air. It's thrown and I said, I'm out of here. I went straight to the back. I'm shaking like a leaf. I couldn't believe it. And I said, I broke up one fight or tried mm-hmm. to in the summertime. I'm not going to get involved with this one. And it was an amazing thing. And this is what the clubhouse manager said. I've been in baseball my whole life. I've seen something that I've never seen before. Game Before game one of the World Series, have two important members of the team fighting. Uh, and, and seriously, that shopping cart that was there to collect all the dirty garments at the end of the game or workouts, that was mid-air and thrown, and I said, I'm out of here. But I will say that after game five, we're over at the arena at the Coliseum, again, between the arena and, and the uh, the Coliseum and the exhibit hall, and I have a picture where I'm on the desk talking about the World Series, and below me, sitting down waiting to be interviewed, are Raleigh Fingers and John Blue Moon Odom with their arms around themselves. So a week later, they were fighting in the clubhouse, and here they are after winning a World Series, with their arms around each other. And I think that just kind of typified what happened. In the clubhouse, Mm -hmm. off the field, it's one thing. But once the game started between the white lines, it was a different story. And I think it proved to be that in those three consecutive championships. I was not going to be a pace, peacemaker again, Tony. I, I did it. I'm, I, I, you know, When I started telling that, I, I got these goosebumps just thinking about what had happened. I could see it as if it happened right now to see that shopping cart and me just bolting the heck out of the back of the clubhouse and saying, I'm out of here. There's no way I'm going to do anything before this World Series.
1: Well, the fight you broke up during the regular season was in Detroit, right, Ray?
3: Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And unfortunately, it happened in front of my locker. I wouldn't have even been involved in that one, but it did. And, and Vita grabbed and and tried to uh break up the fight i grabbed him he released i hit back and shattered the six seven vertebrae my my neck is like a severe whiplash and that was uh, a game we had in detroit the next day was off we went to milwaukee and charlie finley said don't say anything don't say anything had happened because i'd had a number of injuries and he didn't want me to talk about that particular fight and how i got hurt I went out to the ballpark at Oak County Stadium in Milwaukee, and I couldn't throw a ball 10 feet because the particles of the vertebrae were laying on the nerve coming out of my neck into my right arm. And as a result, you know, that was it. I was shut down and uh, fortunately able to come back in the latter part of the season, play enough to be able to be uh, put on the roster.
1: Sounds pretty gruesome, doesn't it,
3: Tony?
1: (laughs) But you know what, what Alvin, because you talked about the two catchers, he had Gene Tennis playing at first base. Well, that's true.
3: And and as it turned out, uh, it was, I mean, seriously, you can imagine that's when we actually took infield practice and, and unlike today where the infield work is done during batting practice. So there's no infield done. So we're out there and, and, you know, Gino and I are both behind the plate and it was not until prior to the game, obviously, because infield is done within a half hour before the game that it was decided that I was going to be the catcher. And uh, you know, Charlie Finley, I mean, he ran the ball club, and he started at the top, and uh, there were situations. There was one in Texas at a regular season that he was sitting at the end of the dugout, and he yelled to Alvin Dark, I think it was 75, he said, pinch hit for him. So I got pinch hit for, and that was it. That was Charlie at the end of the dugout. So, yeah, you could say that Charlie Finley was involved in a lot, and in that particular situation during the regular season and especially in the postseason, he was there, but he always had those – he he had his – um, his hat on and his green jacket and you know, he was always there cheering right behind the dugout and he had three world championships. So not too bad.
0: And so you guys are going to be watching game one together and giving commentary Ray, of course, playing in the game. I know you watch the game Ken and uh, we're going to be able to watch the game on NBC sports, California, turn the sound down, stay here on AceCast, cast and we'll be able to listen to you guys break down the game.
1: Yeah, we're going to do the game. And it was a yeah, good it's ball going to game. Be fun. uh The A's won it but, 3-2, and you were talking about Catfish not starting the game. And, of course, he would come in and get the last out because the Dodgers had scored a run. They had made it a one-run yeah. game, and uh, Catfish came out of the bullpen and got a strikeout to win the game for you guys. Struck so out Joe Ferguson,
3: Ferguson, and I'll be honest with you, Catfish had won game four of the league championship series. We fly to Los Angeles. We have the off day. Game one, Kenny Holzman starts. For a number of years, and it's been a long time since 1974, but about five or six years ago, I would, we were in Seattle doing a game, and West Stock, who was our pitching coach during that time, lived in Seattle, and he came up to say hello to everybody, and he told me at that time that Catfish, or, or Alvin Dark had said to West Stock, he said, I don't know if Raleigh can complete this game. I mean, Raleigh threw four and a third innings. Uh, Kenny Holtzman pitched four and a third. And so he said, I need somebody to be able to get the foul out. And Catfish tapped Alvin Dark on the shoulder and said, I'll get the foul out for you. So Catfish went underneath because at Dodger Stadium, you could go underneath the stadium and go to the bullpen. So he never ran across the field to go to the bullpen to warm up. So when Alvin came out, the only person I saw thrown in the bullpen was Catfish Hunter. And I said, what is going on? And he plots the bullpen. I said, you got to be kidding me. Catfish is coming in this game. And I thought he was throwing in between starts and he was called in. But it was Catfish Hunter who tapped Alvin and said, I can get your final out. He strikes out Joe Ferguson. We win the game three to two and take game one of the World Series. And the only game the Dodgers won was game two. Uh, So game one was the A's. Game one was the A's. And uh, game two, the Dodgers. And then the A's won three straight in Oakland. But uh, that was a, a situation that I thought for over 40 years that it was Catfish throwing between starts. But instead, he had told, I'll get
1: the final out. Well, it worked out great because you had finished the Orioles series in Baltimore on a Wednesday. Yes. So you had two days, so it actually worked out perfectly for uh, fingers to be rested to throw four and a third, like you said. And then for Catfish, it was almost like throwing between starts, but doing yeah. that in the ball game to get that last out. And you talk about a
3: money pitcher. That's what Catfish Hunter was. And, and he only had one save. And I think Monty Moore talked about, you know, Catfish Hunter has never come out of the bullpen. And here he comes in. And I think the count was two and two and struck out Ferguson, who, by the way, it's going to be interesting to show the throw that he made in the previous inning, the eighth inning, the cutting in front of Jimmy Wynn. That, to me, was one of the most
0: unbelievable plays in World Series history. And we're getting you ready for Game One of the 1974 World Series coming up next. We're going to hear from an all-time great, the Hall of Famer Reggie Jackson, as we roll on right here on A's Cast. Today's Swinging A's game is brought to you by Budweiser. Budweiser, legendary logger for legendary moments in athletics history. Please drink responsibly.
3: Sure, Tony.
0: For the magic,
3: the Athletics the
0: Giants. In support for everyone affected by the ongoing pandemic, Budweiser created an emotional 60-second video that champions the best of the American spirit called One Team. The spot is a tribute honoring the everyday people of America who are rising above the call of duty to help in the wake of the COVID-19 health crisis. From doctors and nurses working tirelessly around the clock to grocery store clerks working in today's new normal, Bud's film reminds us that we are all one team and that America is at its best when its people come together to make an impact for their local communities to watch the video and learn more about how you can help go to budweiser.com one team chevron and its brands are committed to reliably providing fuel to customers even during an emergency the safety and health of workers customers and the communities where chevron operates are primary concerns in northern california chevron and texaco stations are open for business supplying quality fuels in a safe manner
4: right now staying connected is more important than ever and fast reliable internet from xfinity can help We have plans to fit every budget, with speeds up to a gig, all at Xfinity.com. We'll ship you a self-install kit, on us, to make setup quick, safe, and easy. No tech visit required. And our simple digital tools will help you manage your account online. At Xfinity, we're committed to keeping you connected. Find great offers and value today at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply, actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Hi, I'm Kathy Adams, President of the Oakland African American Chamber of Commerce. As the impact of COVID-19 grows, OAACC believes it is important that the African-American community hears directly from us in regards to mitigation efforts you may have enacted to reduce the risk to your family and loved ones. Recent data reveals African-Americans are dying from COVID-19 at disproportionate rates than other groups. Experts cite diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, and lung disease as factors. It is imperative that we institute safeguard measures listed on the oaACC website. We will be conducting virtual forums with African-American experts sharing how we must conduct ourselves during this pandemic. OACC has taken up the mantle to be caretakers for our community. Visit us at oaacc.org.
1: Here's the pitch to up There's a drive, hit deep to right field, way back, way back, and it is gone! Home run, Epstein! 3-2 Oakland! This is the Legendary Moments pregame show, brought to you by Budweiser.
0: And the A's would take game one down in Los Angeles, 3-2, and the Hall of Famers came up big. Raleigh Fingers with the win, Catfish Hunter with the save, and Reggie Jackson Ray goes yard.
3: Left center field got us on the board, and uh, you know, it's amazing what Reggie was able to do, especially missing the 72 World Series and to be able to come back and win and play and did, did exceptionally well in the 73 and 74 World Series, the MVP in 73, but uh, got us on the board. He had tremendous power, a very, very powerful man. And to hit a home run to left center to get us on the board. And you know, that's all we needed, you know, just to get somebody to get a run on the scoreboard. And Reggie, of course, was able to do that a number of times, and especially in game one of the World Series.
1: Yeah, we have a couple of cuts from Reggie <laughs> and uh as Chris said, and here's what Reggie had to say about facing the Dodgers in the World Series.
2: I remember playing the Dodgers. I enjoyed it. And as a matter of fact, I've had three, four World Series at uh, was in, involved in that uh, against them two more were the Yankees, three more were the Yankees I guess And they made some kind of comment that this person couldn't play for our team or whatever and I, I never I, I don't know maybe my ego was too big. I never paid attention to that. you know we had the best team in baseball by far because we had great pitching and we had a oh, you know our players didn't make a lot of mistakes you know, Bando and Rudy and Campanaris and Dick Green and, and Duncan and Tennis and those guys, they didn't make mistakes. They, they we, we were a great team. You know, individually, we, we may not have been the greatest, but we were a great team with the best pitching in baseball. And and, and you really, really had a hard time beating that. So I, I didn't really pay attention to the insults. So ah, we're gonna whip your ass. We've won three World Series in a row, and that's that speaks volumes, really.
1: Well, in the pitching, you guys, uh, the A's allowed 11 runs in the five games in the series. Only scored 16, but only gave up 11. <laughs>
3: But, but, you know, the, the one thing I think that really stands out is the fact of pitching and defense. As I said earlier, that if you have that, you're going to win a lot of games. And I think it was proof that, you know, in 1989, when the A's defeated the Giants in the World Series and I was a master of ceremonies, and I said, the one thing I remember about comparing those teams in the 70s to the 89, it was very similar. They had enough offense if they wanted it but they had the pitching and the defense. And the A's had it both in 89 when they, they, they won that World Series and especially in the 70s to have the pitching staff they did. And let's not forget that up and through 74, there was no free agency. There was arbitration that came into play. But, you know, you were stuck with the club. So it was good for the A's to be able to keep the team intact and then add players that they needed. But the one thing they always had, was the pitching and the defense something that both Dick Williams and Dark insisted on? And at the end of the World Series in 74 especially, or even some of those games, hearing Kirk Gowdy say, well, there's another game won by the A's because of better pitching and defense. And, you know, that's why you win low-scoring games if you don't give up Runs, And as it turns out, which we will see in game one, it was a crucial error made by Ron say that helped the a score one of the runs and, you know, bad defense. And instead of it being possibly uh, an out to get out of the inning, it turned out to be a run for the A's and uh, it turned out to be huge.
0: You know, you think about watching the playoffs modern day baseball today and you just see reliever after reliever after reliever you guys only use five pitchers. That will never happen again.
3: And and Tony, I I think that's exactly right. But you know, there is a reason that the the three batter minimum is going into play. And maybe because of that, because if you think back in those years in which you're using only five pitchers, there was no such thing as a pitch count. And I I think I I remember catfish Hunter saying one time he was pitching a game the next day. And that's when the, the next day pitcher would chart the, the games. And, he started looking at John Blue Moon only throwing like 172 pitches. He's what is going on? But this is just normal. He only counted it because he knew there were a lot of pitches being thrown. But nowadays they have the clicker. It's on the uh, it's on the scoreboard. And once you approach 100 pitches as a pitcher, as a starter, you're going to be out of there. And here we here we go to the bullpen. But Ken, I think we, you know we all realize. Uh, especially broadcasting, that the first five or six innings, as long as the starters are in the game, it goes pretty quickly. But once they start the bullpen action, that's when the game slows down. And as a result, that's why you have the three-hour plus.
1: And you'd never see a closer throw a four and a third. (laughs) right? I mean, Chris and I have talked about this, Ray, during these pregame shows, and it just reinforces watching these games and listening to these games that that, uh, Raleigh Fingers was exceptional. It wasn't just that he was a great pitcher but he could do what he did in this game because Holtzman's in trouble in the fifth inning. Yeah. figures comes in and he gives the A's four and a third. And it wasn't,
3: there's nothing against anybody else. In the bullpen is that, Hey, why not just go to your best? And, you know, Raleigh had what is described as a rubber arm, which means that he could throw today. He could throw tomorrow. He could throw the next day and nobody, I mean, you know, it, it was one of those things that you would say, Raleigh go out and throw. How do you feel? I feel great. Okay. You may be used. It wasn't okay. You've pitched two days in a row. You're not going to pitch today, but no Raleigh was exceptional. And uh, he, he was able to do the, do the job and he could have amassed more saves than anybody in the history. If he would have pitched just one inning per game.
1: Yeah. Well, your old friend, Dick green really was one of the anchors up the middle. He turned a great double yep. play for the A's early in the game. And uh, he talked about those cornerstones for the A's pitching and defense.
2: That's what really wins most games is uh, uh, pitching and defense, and I don't know if that's true nowadays or not, with uh, with the <laughs> big strong guys and the hitting the home runs. But uh, back in our day, uh, it was pitching and defense that won games, especially uh, especially in a uh, short series like the World Series.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It's it's really some of the things that happened then don't happen now because there was a big six four three double play. Yep. You guys turn in the bottom of the second inning. He was not on the bag. So nowadays they would say, well, you can't do that because that was the neighborhood play back then.
3: But, Ken, also when we see that play, you're going to see where the base runner was, and he couldn't do that
1: today either. So well, there, Joe slid are... over <laughs> toward third base, right? <laughs> right. You
3: know? So, no, those things are, are different. But, you know, I thought Dick Green, and I've said it before, He did not get one hit in the 74 World Series. If he had gotten one hit, he probably would have been the MVP based on his defense. And that is rare. I I think um, um, I'm trying to think. Dave Parker won the MVP in the All-Star Game in Seattle because of his defense. You don't see it. Normally, it's an offensive player that wins the MVP award. Dick Green's defense was so spectacular that he could have won it just on his defense in 74. But they were looking, just give me one hit and he didn't even have a hit. He got one ribby on a, on a force out, but uh, you know, he was a tremendous player. One of the best second basemen I ever had play at second base when I was behind the plate.
0: And he won the Babe Ruth award for the world series, correct? Uh, you know, better than I. <laughs> and, 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 but, so we had him on the show. It was uh by the way, he just had his birthday, his 79th birthday. And he was laughing that he got this Babe Ruth award, but, Raleigh got the World Series MVP, and he goes, Raleigh got the car, and I did. (laughs) Exactly.
3: But, you know, Dick Green had the laugh, and I heard it just in that soundbite that you did. He just an infectious laugh, and I always enjoyed every time seeing Green, and he'd start to laugh like that.
1: How about a cut from Sal Bando? Because you had mentioned the fighting and the altercations, (laughs) and uh, Captain Sal talked about that, and this is really interesting to hear uh, Bando talk about some of those altercations.
2: You know, I can remember in the clubhouse the next year with the Dodgers, and the clubhouse guy comes up to me. We're having a practice before the series starts, and he goes, you know, he says, Sal, I'm nervous. I said, what are you nervous about? He goes, I keep hearing about all these fights and this and that you guys do. I said, believe me, it's not true. It's overrated. I no (laughs) sooner got it out of my mouth, and Raleigh Fingers getting a fight. They have to take Raleigh to go get stitches in the back
0: of his head. You guys are fighting during the World Series. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, God. It had nothing to do with baseball. It was a personal thing and yeah. one guy says one thing, the other guy objects to it. Here we go. And they get and Raleigh falls back, hits his head against the locker, has to go get stitches.
1: Yeah. So there you go, right?
3: I I Listen, I I didn't know Sal had that conversation with the equipment manager, the clubhouse manager, but all I know is that afterwards he said, I've never seen this before in my life, before the biggest game in the world, game one of a World Series, and this team's fighting. But, you know, I'll say this, anytime, anytime we were playing and we needed a win, and that was a time when everybody rode the bus at the same time, nobody went out early, and it was just a matter of we started a little bit getting on each other and we said, well, the team
0: better watch out because – He's going to come out and win, and that's exactly what happened. And you think about that Dodger team and that infield that was together forever. You, You mentioned the Penguin, Ron Say, Russell at short, Lopes at second, and Steve Garvey in his prime. And yeah. what a great player he was. You know, a lot of people forget, and I was watching the 1978 World Series where Garvey hit that triple. People forget he was a defensive back at Michigan State. Garvey could really run. But they had this is a really good ball club that you take down.
1: 102 it, wins, right? It was, yeah. it was 102 and 60. You know, Foss, it was the first ever All-California World Series, too. That's
3: right. And, and you know, it was nice. But I think, you know, not too many people, if any – like Charlie Finley. So that's why I think those teams did not get as much attention as they should have considering the only two teams to win three consecutive and and one of them would be the A's and the, and the New York Yankees. But, but I I think it's the fact that it wasn't all West coast and, you know, we'll talk about the super teams competition that occurred uh, the following spring between the Dodgers and the A's and the, uh, the two participants in the Super Bowl. But, you know, they were a good team, but, you know, maybe they talked too much because when you put the game on the line and you have pitching and defense, you are got to win ball games, and that's what the A's did. I'm glad to hear Dick Green talk about that because he was very instrumental in being a part of a great defensive infield. Maybe not the togetherness of the Dodgers and those four that you mentioned, Tony, but Campy and Dick Green up the middle were not too bad turning a double play.
0: Is it, is it still Jaeger at, at catcher for them?
3: Steve Yeager, Joe Ferguson played right field in game one. He, he plays right field. Yeager is the catcher. And, um, but yeah, Ferguson had a tremendous arm and, you know, essentially, you know, the manager, Walter Austin was smart enough to put two catchers in the same lineup. How about that?
1: <laughs> and Ferguson actually finished the game behind the plate. Yeah. Because they yeah. batted for Yeager with uh, Willie yeah. Crawford, who was a left-handed hitter.
3: Yeah, they pulled out all the stuff. Matter of fact, they, they, uh, did Von Joshua pinch it in that game? Von he Joshua it in,
1: pinch hit late as well. Yeah. Yeah,
3: and he pinched it for, in game five. And the final out of the World Series was Von Joshua back to Raleigh, Raleigh to Gene Tennis. And uh, the rest is history three consecutive championships.
0: All right, don't forget, on Saturday night, Ken and I will be back at 7.30, getting you ready for Game 3 of the 1974 World Series. But more importantly, we got Game 1 coming up next right here on A's Cast. So go to NBC Sports California, turn the volume down, and continue to listen to Ken (laughs) and the great Ray Fossey. Have a great call, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Chris. All right, Have a great night, everybody. Game 1 of the World Series next.